All right, so this is uh, probably, I'd say, one of the more significant episodes I've done as of recently. Um, it's going to be talking about how to deal with humiliation, uh, shame, and worthlessness, you know, feeling like you're worthless. Um, I decided to throw all of this into one episode because of the fact that people experience some or all of them or at the same, all of these feelings, you know, uh, at the same periods of time throughout their lives. And so I felt it was more appropriate to address all of this in one episode instead of just making three separate ones. So let's start with humiliation. Uh, first off, this might be the worst one, depending on what you're feeling mo most often. But I wanted to address this one right off the bat just to get out of the way. Now, humiliation, it's the opposite of pride. It's a feeling that someone's social status has decreased. So people who feel humiliation will then probably have feelings of, you know, self-worthlessness. Now, let's look into the psychology of this because that's really where we're going to be headed instead of rambling about, you know, how you feel all day. So the big difference between humiliation and embarrassment is that embarrassment is brought to us by ourselves, whereas humiliation is brought onto us by other people, okay? And humiliation mainly has to do with the fact that people other than ourselves know about something that we don't want them to know about. Because private failure doesn't amount to humiliation. It never does. It honestly amounts to self-realization that might be painful, but it'll help us in the long term. But here's the thing about that. It's private. The key word here is that it's private. It's like if a guy was, you know, rejected for asking a girl out. That's not humiliating. It might be painful, but it's not humiliating. Now, what would be humiliating is if someone has been cheated on and then a shitload of other people found out. Now, that would be something to be humiliated about. That's for sure. Now, let me also point something else out as well. Humiliation always has and still is considered a common form of punishment, oppression, and abuse. As a matter of fact, when you when you really think about it, you'll realize that humiliation is a, a very strong deterrent against crime and many other things. Because when you think about the concept of like a criminal, let's say, they have to almost come across as a bully or a predator to society of sorts. But if you humiliate them, then not only do they know that their social status and their reputation will be, you know, lowered and damaged, but they'll also know that others will know as well. And that's one of the key things, the fact that others know. Right, And I bring this example up because there are many different ways that humiliation is used against the, yourself and against others. Now, here's another important thing to note about humiliation. People of power or people who have this persona to maintain within, you know, they have a certain persona they have to keep up within certain social groups will guaranteed go to great lengths to protect and uphold their reputation without a doubt. Like, while people, you know, that are considered quote-unquote normal in society, they'll go to lengths, but not as extremely as the ones I just mentioned. Like, they don't care as much for their reputation because of the fact that they kind of, you know, view themselves on a lower level of this social pyramid or hierarchy, if you want to call it. I mean, don't get me wrong, they'll still care, but not as much as the ones above them on this, you know, metaphorical pyramid. And the thing that people don't realize is that people at the top of the, the food chain or the pyramid or whatever you want to call it, they live by their pride. And because the people at the top, they kind of embody a certain culture, their humiliation will be way more emblematic, meaning their humiliation will represent something more than just they themselves being viewed in a certain way. Because they represent others, it kind of, you know, 
trickles off to the rest of the people they represent, right? And the other thing is that people think humiliation can only happen or can only come across in certain ways, but that's not the case. People can be humiliated in so many different ways, such as being ignored, taken for granted, you know, being overlooked, or being denied a certain right or privilege. They, they can also be humiliated by being rejected, you know, abused, right, abandoned, betrayed, uh, or they can be used as a, as a means to an end, meaning, you know, they're being humiliated for a certain objective or, you know, strategic reason. Now, humiliation can happen at any time to anyone. It's not exclusive to just certain people. People, no one is immune to humiliation. So how do we deal with it? I mean, that's the real question here, right? So when we're humiliated, it's almost like we can feel that there's this like pit within our stomachs and there's this kind of sadness and tendency to, to play the event that we got, were humiliated from, you know, over and over in our heads, right? Some people will replay a certain moment in their heads for months or even years on end. And some people might even start, you know, seeing therapists because the event they went, the experience was so traumatizing that it affected their mental health so much that they've come to realize they needed help, which is good. But when you play that event over and over in your head, the humiliating event, it, it becomes a very unhealthy obsession, to kind of just put it simply. We might react with anger when we're humiliated, you know, or revenge, or, you know, we might be delinquent, or so many other things. Or we might, which is probably worse, we might internalize the trauma or the event, which will lead to fear, anxiety, uh, sleeplessness, uh, flashbacks, you know, having nightmares, uh, being paranoid, suspicion, uh, isolating yourself socially, and, uh, you know, depression, and in the worst case, suicide. So what needs to be done is that people must come to terms with their humiliation, and they have to find the strength to accept it and own it. So what I mean by this is that if someone asks you, hey, you know, weren't that, weren't you that person that, you know, blah, 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 got embarrassed or humiliated, uh, rather, and if you respond with shame, the people, the person that asks you that question will either feel bad or mock you even more if they're a piece of shit, or here's the other thing, if you respond with pride as if you're saying, yes, you know, I owned that embarrassment, so what, you know, then you will notice that people will begin to think, well, if that guy who was humiliated doesn't actually find it humiliating himself, then is it really that humiliating? And you'll see that people who, who won't take, you'll see that, you know, if you approach it that way, people won't take notice as much as if you were embarrassed about it, you know? So you'll notice that if you're hurting on the inside, you'll begin to feel better about yourself if you start to own it on the outside, in a social perspective. And if you can't come to grips with doing that, then, it, I mean, you might want to think about abandoning your old life in the hopes of starting fresh. I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I'm no professional, but uh, I, I'm certain that's a you know, widely held agreement. And um, it, it's possible. But, I mean, you'd still have to come to terms with yourself. I mean, no matter how long it takes. But here's the key. What matters is that you try and push yourself a little forward mentally on a daily basis in order to accept and own your humiliation. I'm not, I'm not saying it has to happen overnight. That's almost impossible. Um, the only way that it could happen over a very short period of time is if you've been humiliated before and so you're used to it, right? Now... That's humiliation. So the key to that is owning up to it. Now, let's look at shame. 
So how is shame different than humiliation? Well, shame is different than humiliation because of the fact that it informs you of an internal state of inadequacy, right? Or it informs you of an internal state of regret and dishonor. So shame is more of a self-conscious emotion in that it is a clear signal that, you know, our positive emotions have been disrupted or halted temporarily. I mean, a, a lot of things can trigger shame, whether it's a person or a certain event or a circumstance or, you know, a failure to meet our own personal goals. So a lot of things can trigger it. The, but the problem with shame is that it can lead us as human beings to feel that we are flawed. You know, it could also lead us to feeling that, you know, we're subject to being excluded from a certain group or whatever the case is. Uh, feeling no camaraderie, you know, uh, feeling like you're not part of something, or it could just make you feel just straight out shitty and bad. And the big difference between humiliation and shame is that shame can create this sort of like invisible and like metaphorical mask over ourselves. And it, it can bring out inner demons that we never thought we had before. And so shame motivates us to quote-unquote, save face, which means that, you know, like, save your own ass from more shame or to try to prevent this shame from happening entirely. But the dangerous thing about this is that a lot of people, they turn to drugs or they turn to other bad habits in order to mask certain things that they're very insecure and shameful about. And that can lead down a rabbit hole that you're not going to like, believe me. Now, as I keep talking about this, please remember that there is a difference between shame and guilt. I have to point that out too. So a prime example of shame would be when someone gains a lot of weight and they don't want to leave their house or they only want to see certain people because they have devalued themselves so badly that they think they'll be shamed by everyone who, who's seen, who sees them you know, uh, after a certain amount of time and sees that they've gained weight. Therefore, you know, assuming right off the bat that they'll be judged very badly. But... To that, I, I, I say the same thing I said about how to deal with humiliation. You have to own it. Let's say you gained weight. So what? Fuck it. I mean, there's, there have been times where I gained weight and when I would go see some friends or whatever or see some people I knew, they would say, hey, you gained weight and my answer, like in a certain you know, derogatory way, and my answer would be, yeah, so I'm happy this way. Then I would notice those people that said that to me all of a sudden, that attempt to try to diminish me would just disappear because... I just owned and absorbed that shame and bounced it back at them. Because you got to remember something. Confidence overrules a shit ton of stuff. A fuck ton of stuff. And a lot of people, they don't realize that. Confidence is the main reason why I've seen, you know, ugly guys get with some of the best looking girls around. Because, believe me, it's because of the confidence and the aura that they give off and the aura that they have. Right? So... Anyways, back on track. A, a lot of people will have so much internal shame that they'll turn to bullying or shaming other people in order to feel better about themselves or, uh, you know, to mask how they truly feel. And they'll try to get attention off of themselves and, you know, broadcast it and project it onto others, which shows a ridiculous amount of insecurity. Believe me, shame is contagious. It spreads like wildfire. It, it, it really does. Now, if used correctly, I say this carefully, but if it's used correctly, the good thing about shame is that it can be used for our own personal reflection in order for us to learn, you know, change and improve ourselves, but to use it for anything that's beyond pure torture. No doubt about it. You know what I mean? Like it's that without a question, that's what it should be, what it could be used for in a good sense. Now, Last but certainly not least, 
we have the feeling of worthlessness. Now, to feel worthless is terrible. It's absolutely fucking off, god awful. But the thing about it is that it sits in this, like, you know, feeling worthless sits in this fairly unique position of not being an e like as easily defined in the sense of how you can describe that experience and the way you feel about it, those inner feelings that surround it. Because feeling worthless doesn't lead to just one thing. It can branch off into so many other things. And it can also overlap with some of the things I just spoke about as well. So I'm going to quickly list some of the reasons as to why you might be feeling worthless. So first off, maybe you've been told for a good chunk or a portion of your life that you're no good. And it usually comes from somebody that you care about because if you didn't care about the person that's telling you this or you didn't respect their opinion, why would you let it affect you, right? And in some cases, you don't even need to be told it directly, but you can just feel it, you know? Another big thing that people aren't, you know, as self-aware of as you may think is that people tell themselves that they're no good and in some cases they do it without even knowing it and this is more impactful than in some cases this is more impactful than others telling you that you're worthless because before you respect others you got to respect yourself and I know how corny that sounds but it's absolutely true if it wasn't true then I wouldn't bring it up in this episode Right now, next, we have something that really seems to be problematic, especially in today's day and age, and that is that we compare ourselves to others way too often. So let me tell you something. This podcast right now is by no means a large podcast in any way, shape or form or in any definition of the word. But, you know, one of the things that, for example, what keeps me going, I don't is because I don't compare this podcast to others. I don't need to. Why? Because I know that this podcast offers a certain uniqueness that other podcasts don't. In the same way that other podcasts offer a uniqueness that I don't offer. And that's how it should be. So instead of me wasting my time on, you know, comparing how many listeners or subscribers or followers I have compared to other people, I instead put that towards preparing for episodes like this one. I put that energy towards preparing for episodes instead of sitting back, watching TV and just looping over in my mind, oh, fuck, I'm comparing, uh, you know, I'm not as good as this guy or this, whatever. Because unless I'm comparing myself to others for pure motivation, it's not going to get me anywhere. That's the only way, time you should really compare yourself is for motivation. Now, you might also feel like everyone is against you when you feel worthless, which is another big thing. But as much as you might feel that way, believe me, everyone isn't. Even if a lot of people are, you know, hating on you or dislike you, there will always be that one or two percent of people that are in support of you. But why doesn't that seem so obvious? It's easy because it's much harder to consciously focus on, on the good rather than the bad. It's easier to focus on the people hating on you than on the, than on the people that are supporting you. Even if the people that are supporting you are, are, are in a lesser percentile than the ones hating on you. I mean, if, here's the thing. Look at it from a broader perspective. If it was easier to focus on the good, then fucking, you know, CNN wouldn't be negative 99% of the, or 90% of the time. It's not, it's not that 90% of the world is negative because it isn't. It's that 90% of the shit reported on the news every day is negative because it grabs more attention. I mean, trust me, if most of the world was, was that negative, we, we'd be in a lot worse condition than we are now. But getting back to my point, if you apply that same ideology of how we as a people watch the news every day, but we can, you know, we can point out the good things, then we will realize that we can do the same thing in our own personal lives. Right? So, at the end of the day... 
You got to stop focusing on the negative in whatever case that it is. Because, listen, there will always be uh, people that will support you and back you up, even if you may not see it or you may not know it. Because trust me, if the president of the United States still has supporters after all the shit that he's done, then believe me when I tell you, you do too. You might have not noticed it or you might just haven't seen it yet, but you do. And the last thing is that you're just constantly negative all the fucking time. And if that if that's the case, then you got to fix yourself up and come to realize that maybe the reason that you feel worthless is because you yourself are negative and therefore you yourself are your own worst enemy. Right? That's that's the last thing I want to say about that because that's probably the case with a lot of people. I mean, it's it's definitely food for thought, right? So at the end of the day, my solution for all three of these problems is that you need to slowly own up to your feelings of humiliation, you know, worthlessness and shame. Because if you don't, you'll be stuck in an endless loop for life with others living inside of your head. And you'll be feeling so many fucking emotions that you will be mentally drained by the time you even step into the shower in the morning right after you wake up. And I know it's not easy and you don't have to suddenly get over. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, not at all. What I'm saying is that you have to think about it in the same way that, you know, someone goes to exercise or goes to the gym. They are losing, when someone goes to the gym, they are assumingly losing weight and gaining muscle a tad bit more each and every day. And so if you apply those same principles to yourself mentally, you will slowly strengthen your mind day by day to overcome whatever it is that you are going through. And that is how you will deal with it. Because when you think of it in that way, that is how you can overcome it. So that's what I have to say about that.